Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And J.J. Wilson, the DJ, from 9 p.m. till close tonight at Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds, skill of an artist. 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear, because Ryu was ill. Who would have thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots And stocks through the roof, I heard from with that stock 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power Sick and he's spitting fire and mice. Got him out the dryer. He's hot. Found him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type. Women want to be with him. Rappers hope he gets eight years in the making. Hello, Friday. I've been for you for a long time. You just saved me. But my life came crumbling down. Two. Welcome into the show. What's up, everybody? Westmore Christian Weaver and the Pigskin Preacher. It is a Friday. I love uh, taking a little bit of a vacation. You come back in the middle of the week and have a uh, three-day work week. Short week. It is. That music started playing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is Friday. It's Friday already. We made it to the weekend, both days, all three days. Heck, yeah. Let's roll. Uh, it is kind of weird when you get to these... Uh, Weekends with not a whole lot of sport. Last week we had the Open Championship. I mean, on vacation we got up and um, <clears throat> I guess I'm lucky enough that a lot of the guys in my family they also like golf and they love mm-hmm. the Open Championship. So we would get up like at I'm not now I'm on vacation. I'm not going to get up at 6 a.m. But I did get up at seven o'clock, and uh, then on Saturday, Sunday, when they start teeing off a little later, well, then get the up leaders weren't going off for a few hours yes. after that, so there was no pressing need. To Not be on up. Saturday or Sunday, yeah, but exactly. Thursday and Friday, we got up and would watch the Open Championship, and that gave us yeah. a lot of quality TV. Oh yeah. What is it this weekend? What are we watching this weekend? Uh, nothing. Uh, there's I like I was afraid there's Major of. League Baseball. If you're into that. You know what I've been watching more than anything else? You, you clowns are going to laugh. Slam ball. No, not that. Nor, nor pickleball. I've been watching the U.S. Uh, women's soccer okay. team. The World Cup. I've been watching a yeah. lot of that. Yeah, that's fun. It's on Fox, and last night well, we had a story. Else. There's nothing else on. The ratings were very good for the game against the Netherlands. It was right? a pretty good game. It was it was interesting. Tale of two halves. They got their behinds kicked the first half, and the second half they came out with some fire in their eyes and... They got a have out of it. So, what do they play again? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I think they play Portugal in the next game. Usually two or three days between games, so it should be this weekend. Yeah, I hadn't really got. Even though my my Rangers are doing well, uh, I mean, and I know who's playing. I keep up and I'll look at a box score, but I haven't gotten into it where I'm watching the games and looking forward to it's watching them this pen- weekend. It's not pennant no, race not time yet. yet. It's a little early. Um, uh, Astros are closing the gap though. Yeah, big win for the Rangers in Game Three to to yeah. keep it keep the Astros from tying. For first place. So here's a question, since we have two partisans on the same show uh, of the Texas teams. 
Is there a big rivalry in the state of Texas, like a divide between Rangers fans and Astros fans? Is there any bleed over, like you root for the Rangers and the Astros, or is it like a is it like a death before dishonor approach to rooting for the other team, or what? I think it's uh, you root for one or the other. Yes, you don't. Root for the one. rivalry has um, yeah. intensified over the last probably five years, especially once they came. You know, the Astros As moved into the, AOS, the yeah. American right. League. That, that made it worse. Now they're rivals yeah. in the same league. I think division. before you yeah. could, uh, and I grew up yeah. kind of in between actually yeah. Dallas and, and Houston in East Texas. We were just a hair closer to Dallas, so we were in the Dallas TV market. Mm-hmm. So that's honestly the reason why I became a, a Rangers fan, a Mavericks fan, a Cowboys fan because when you turn on the news that's who they're talking about now if we were a little closer to Houston I may have grown up in the Houston market and that I'd have been a Houston fan because that's who they're talking about every single night but I would say since the Astros moved to the American League that that rivalry has intensified and you're no longer you know a both a fan of both and then, uh, and now with the Rangers becoming relevant, and we saw that the other night in Game Three, or at least read about it. I did. The guys got thrown. Yeah, yeah. there was mm-hmm. some. Uh, there was a little uh, intensity between the two teams. And don't you think sports is a lot better that way when it's a zero-sum game? You know, you can't. Right. Oh, I just root for all of them. No, pick a side. Okay, you can't be on both sides. I mean, think about this: Mets and Yankees, they they don't like each other. The Cubs and the White Sox don't like each other. Uh, you know the Angels; they're irrelevant, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But I mean, usually you got to pick a side, and uh, I, I think in Texas, with Houston's success and the World Series and the titles and things, you know the Rangers have always been uh, kind of perennial has-beens. You know, even though you know they were one strike away from winning the the whole enchilada, but now that they're good again, you kind of sense mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a little bit of tension between those two fan bases. So that's good. Yeah. We mentioned the Open Championship. This senior Open Championship mm-hmm. is going on right now. Where are they playing? They are playing this one. Let me see. I got the uh, the Open at Royal Porthcal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Porthcal. yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. And that's in that's Wales. That's in Wales. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the... They're trying to get on the British Open Rota uh, for the regular thing, but they haven't had one there in a while. But they said it's a tough course. Yeah, there are only... Eight guys under par. Miguel Angel Jimenez oh, has the lead. the world's lead. most interesting man. Yep, six under par. Stephen Auker uh, yeah. is at four under par. Alex Cheka, mm. remember him, the yep. German? He's three under. Yeah. Let's see. B.J. Singh, Paul Lowry, they're at one under par. Wow. And uh, so let me look up. Uh, Ken, there's Ken. Ken Duke is on the course right now. Even par, tied for ninth place. Yeah, so he's right him. up there with Bernard Longer. He's he shot uh, two under. Bernard Longer was two over yesterday. shot two under today. So Longer's he's a, mach- he's a machine. He's just an absolute machine. The way that his swing has stayed that way, his fitness, I mean, he just he's just so mentally tough. I, I always like uh, Fritzy. He's good. No, it's the, it's the fitness that's uh, striking yeah. to me to, at yeah. that age Amazing. and uh, still be in that kind he of shape. He looks like he did when he was 20. You know, it's just uh, very few people look at 60 the way they did when they were 20. Well, Little Rock's Glenn Day is also playing in the tournament. He shot even par today. shot five over yesterday, mm. so he's right inside the cut line. Looks like he's going to make the cut at uh, five over par, so we could have two Arkansans making the cut at the uh, Senior Open you Championship. You mentioned the regular Open. You know, nothing against Harmon. He was he was nails. I mean, he gets that lead and just runs away and doesn't let anybody get close. I just I didn't think it was all that exciting. Usually it's uh, maybe that was why he had mm-hmm. such a big lead. You oh know, no the doubt, dra- the drama was over, and there were good guys chasing him. I mean, you got Day and you got Rory and some you know major players, but uh, John Rahm on Rahm, like, yeah, made a run. Ex- best player in the world, exactly. But but Harmon just uh, he was tough. He was he didn't let anybody in. Um, we were watching that uh, over the weekend, and we uh, we had placed a small wager on uh, several of the golfers, and Spieth was one, Rom was one, Rory was one. We did with a lot of favorites, uh, but then we were watching this guy just making clutch putt after clutch that's, putt. That's it. And my brother-in-law, he's like, you're the sports guy. Why didn't you know? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't we put a... anything for the f- last he had, few years. He's, I think he, I looked like it up. five years, I he, think? He's had three or four second place finishes this uh, year. Oh, he has? He's been so close. Uh, I think it was maybe three second uh, place finishes and like five top ten finishes this year. 
And listening to him afterwards, he's like, I've been knocking on the door for some reason. I just ha- haven't been able to finish. I've been up there in contention, mm-hmm. and this week everything clicked, and it mainly with his putting. And we were, went back and looked at his stats. He was number one in the PGA Tour on shots from like from 200 to 220, mm-hmm. on, on scoring average from 210 to 220. And that's what he did. That was his game. All those long iron shots. Yeah. I mean, he was money. He was putting it on the green, and then he was also number one on the tour from six feet in. He can roll those putts, man. He lo- he was solid all week with that, and what a good week to put it together. <laughs> the Open? Are you kidding? That's a lot better yeah. than the John Deere Classic. You know, I, I, and that was one of his wins. Yeah, yeah I, thank you. That's yeah. he had two career wins coming into this. Yeah, this is a lot better. But he was ranked like top twenty-five in the world, and I had no idea that you know his ranking was that good. Mm. And he had had that many top finishes this year. He's just got one of those names, personalities that he just kind of blends in. He could go to the office and be the accountant at the corner uh, cubicle. I mean, he just—he's tiny, five-seven. He doesn't really look like a big, imposing athlete. Uh, and get, just think of he is right-handed. Mm. You wouldn't even know who he was, no. probably. Uh, left-handed. The it, left-handed. It sticks out. You're like, oh, that's that lefty. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Harmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's only like two or three I mean, of lefties. them. lefties. Well, we got him and Mickelson and Mike Weir. That's the only three that come to mind. So. <laughs> and so, Crazy. yeah, that's in that. In fact, when the the uh, that morning, uh, the the first round, mm-hmm. they're like, now who's this Harmon guy? And I was like, yeah, you know him. He's a little lefty. Exactly. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> and then we wake up the next day and he's at ten under par because he played early, early in the second round. And so then I, when I saw him at ten under par, I'm like, oh, we're going low today. You could have somebody at twelve, thirteen, four. I gave him no respect basically, mm-hmm. and nobody match him for the rest of the weekend. Usually in these tournaments, if somebody jumps out and has a great first or second round, they're going to come back to the field. They almost always, mm-hmm. unless it's somebody, you know, like a tiger that just runs away. He never came back to the field. No. He never gave anybody a chance. That That's impressive. It, it, it was not particularly mesmerizing to watch, but it was impressive. No, that's what we said. Just imagine if, if that guy didn't show up or if he didn't have the weekend that he had. There were four guys oh. tied at seven under par, and they were all huge names. That would have been a fascinating oh tournament. Yes. And then there were like three more names at six under par. This was kind of Jack Fleck beats Ben Hogan, you know, beating Rahm and all those yeah. guys. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a golf person. I'm not very cued into that. Uh, I'm assume the British Open can be anywhere on the island of Great Britain. You, mm-hmm. you, when you think of oh, it can British, be in Ireland. you think they, of they go, they go oh, to they Ireland, go to, like they go to Royal Ireland Port also? Rush and some places. <laughs> I think any... But did they, they went to... France? Uh, Didn't they? Was, no, they what haven't was had that a British o- Open. In, that was something else. They had a Ryder Cup in France. Okay. That, that might be what you're thinking of. No, the British Open is either in uh, England, Scotland, or Ireland. Hmm. It's in those. But there's only like 30 courses that they could play it on over there. There's a, like the one that, well, and, and Wales, obviously. I kind of consider Wales to be, it's like Scotland. It's part of the, you know, it's part of Great yeah. Britain. Historically, so, they yeah. could not be conquered because of their mountainous region. That's well, all I know about Wales. Yeah, and they're a bunch of, they're a bunch of scrappers over there. They're tough, you know, coal miners, and just uh, they, they kind of like to roll up their sleeves and fight a little bit. All right, uh, today we've got Tom Murphy coming up at 11 o'clock after the Red White Report. We've got Razorback Camp starting next week. Um, we're getting down to it. It's uh, the countdown is on until fall camp begins, and then the where, where are we on the thirty? I don't has that that's that, that hadn't been updated. Thirty six days. That's not right. The no, board behind us. I think, that's, I think that's behind. Neighbors not been updating our board. He's slacking. Okay. Uh, also coming up, we're going to head to Cowboys camp. Mickey Spagnola is in Oxnard, California. We'll catch up with him at eleven forty-five. At eleven thirty, we've got Brian Edwards from VegasInsider.com. Uh, he sent me a text. He's got a couple of other uh, prop bets that he likes, but really we wanted to get him on to talk about Bryce Mitchell. It was announced yesterday Bryce will be fighting in September in Las Vegas, and so I want to find out about. Uh, uh, the opponent for Bryce and how he kind of sees this matchup going. So who on the buzz is going out to cover that? I imagine there would be some people volunteering to go to Vegas for a few days. <sighs> it's a problem. I mean, it's football. You know, that's... Well, you got somebody. You know, Christian, go out there and do it. He He's versatile. What, what uh, September 23rd, that would be the BYU game? Is that the third game of the season? I think so. 
We need a Razorback schedule posted on the wall here. How many that times would are we be like, helpful. Yeah. How many times does, does Randy have it over there on his big board behind you? Uh, he's got the uh, depth chart on that board. You would think he may ha- have the schedule on there, too. He doesn't. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pigskin's looking up. We'll take I'll, some phone calls. Here. We're going to start with Kevin. He's going to join us now. Kevin, welcome into the Zone. What's up? Hey, Wes. Hey, Pigskin. What's going on, buddy? He didn't hear you. He didn't hear you. He had his <laughs> oh, headphones okay. off. Try it again. I got hey, Pigskin. It's Haney. What's up, buddy? Hey, Haney. What's up, brother? Man, I have to tell you all, because I've played golf with you and Wes both, the most amazing stat about that British Open Brian Harmon was 58 of 59 on putts inside of 15 feet for good, four days. Good mm-hmm. grief. That's incredible. Bro, that's rolling the rock. Better believe it is. Well, and for a lefty, you know I'm a little bit partial. So I had to let y'all know about that stat. How about the fact he only hit into two pot bunkers all, all Dude, week? He's and and the, the, last, the second one came on the last hole. Mm. And the most frightening thing is he's the exact same height as my wife. Very troubling. <laughs> well, I just wanted I just wanted to give y'all that stack because I had played with both of you and I was like, oh, they're going to love this. Fifty-eight wow. of fifty-nine, dude. That's insane. That is in from fifteen feet in clown town. Yeah, fifteen feet in. All right, boys, love you both. Have Thanks, a great brother. Day. Well, they say that it, it really it's. On the you, PGA Tour so many weeks, it's who makes pots. Wes, you couldn't do that if you went out to a practice green and just fooled around by yourself. No. That's really difficult. Because mm. making those short putts is not easy. And I'm 15 feet and in, that's... that's the 23rd of September, by the way, at LSU. Yeah, I don't think we're mm. going to be able to do that one. That'll be a, that'll be a big week around here. <sighs> yeah. Because they should be 3-0 and going into that. Yeah. They better be. So going to LSU undefeated, and if you could somehow find a way to win that game, uh, well, you're four and zero going to AT and T Stadium. With, with, I guess with Bobby Petrino coming up next. I mean, that could be interesting. No, it would be huge, and, and LSU is going to be a top five team uh, when the preseason rankings come out. I think that's a little. They will be, but I don't think they deserve to be. I think they're probably a top fifteen team. I think that's a little bit much. So I, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for them. I, I think they got the SEC's best quarterback, and I know that irritates some people. You I think put he's, KJ. You think he's better than yeah, Jefferson? I do. Yeah, I think he's a more accurate passer, and I hope KJ proves me wrong this year. Well, he, he runs better. He, he's been. Um, no. He's the, been working on that. You know the guy that. that I'm worried about with LSU is not even him. He's good. He, he's a decent player. It's that Perkins kid. Yeah. And good grief. You, that here's kid. the scary thing. He's not their best defensive lineman. <laughs> they, their best rush uh, rusher last year was lost early in the season. He's back. Uh, of You're going to look back on this 10 years from now, and you will say he was their best defensive lineman. No, I think Perk, I think, this, Perk, I think yeah. this kid is a Lawrence Taylor 2.0. I think he's that good. Yeah, he's he's super fast to be that size. He was a freshman last year. They yep. you don't come in as a freshman and just dominate at that position. They feel like their front seven's the best in the country. Wow, that's a and that their defensive line is loaded. That's pretty good. It's not just Perkins. So you throw in with the running backs that they have with the quarterback. You know they got receivers oh. and their offensive line is what held them back all last you're, year. I was and then say they you're figured it out. Me into it. Maybe they are a top <clears throat> five team. No, I, I do. I, I think they are legit. And, and they would be my pick. They are my pick to win the SEC West. I think they'll they'll beat Alabama again. And, I think they can beat Georgia. Uh, Georgia killed them last year. Georgia doesn't have a quarterback, though. No, but they got like three five-star guys that somebody's got to emerge. Yes. Of course, we've heard that at Georgia before. Exactly, and look and what happened. they stick some walk-in guy, yeah. a walk-on guy in there. So Against Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when Bennett came in off the bench. Was that his first game? At the half. I remember Arkansas was playing them wow. okay. And then all of a sudden they make a change of quarterback, and I'm like, oh my God, Arkansas's got a chance to win this game. Who was it? Ma- was it Mathis that was starting? I think Dewan Mathis. It, it was that dude from Wake Forest, I believe. Forgot what his name was. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then yeah, he was the the heir presumptive to have the job, yeah. and then he stunk it and up. And then there was J T. Yeah. Daniels. I think he came in after yeah. him, and then he ended up going to West Virginia. Well, I get Daniels mixed up because he's USC. only been to 17 schools. Yeah, he's so been around. Yeah, he's yeah. been he around. Went to USC, and then he went to West Virginia. I think that was what happened. And now he's at Rice. Yes, and he might he lose is. the job at Rice. <laughs> 
But Bennett came in and put on a show in the second yeah. half against Arkansas, and, and then he never looked Listen, back. Listen, they're gonna—he's obviously not gonna be great at the next level. I don't think he will be if he even sticks. But he was a good, good college player. I mean, he he stepped up and made the plays when they needed. He was a clutch performer for him. So they're they're gonna miss him, is what you're saying. Well, and that's my point. Yeah, you don't, don't have, have a to be right. a five star to that's be right. a right. great college quarterback. That's right. And I do consider him a great college quarterback because he won two national championships. Oh yeah, you have to. That's hard to replace. There's there guys that are talented but don't know that. how to where to throw the ball. The 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 generally uh, consensus top five teams: Alabama, new quarterback; Georgia, new quarterback; Ohio State, new quarterback. That's one of the things I mm-hmm. think Michigan fans are happy about. We got a returning quarterback that Should played be. pretty well. USC, you know, got the Heisman Trophy yeah. winner coming back. So that's got to be an advantage, you would think. Um, you know, a lot of things can go wrong, but we'll see. It was Dewan Mathis, by the way. I thought it was Mathis. I think yeah. the Wake Forest quarterback never played at Georgia. He got hurt or something. Georgia had all these guys that were going to be great, and then they turned out not to be great. And you know, they tried to get rid of Bennett and run him <laughs> off, and he just kept coming back like a bad Dude, penny. Scrapper. He was a scrapper. Just hung in there, hung in there, hung in there. Finally got his chance, took mm-hmm. advantage of it, and look at him now. Bingo. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk some more Razorback football. I got this uh, article uh, from Athlon Sports, and it takes a look at every single SEC team and what it will make for that team to have a good season, record-wise or mm-hmm. just a game, a particular game. Uh, so I want to get into that. What will make 2023 a good season for every SEC team? And maybe we'll talk about this. What will make 2023 a good season for Arkansas? Maybe that's the poll question today. Eight, eight and four. Good season? Good season. Eight and four would be a good season. Okay. Nine nine and three, better season. That's a great season. Ten and two, excellent season. Awesome. Seven yeah. and five. I'm I'm seven, a little disappointed. Seven, are no, you really? No one's going to look at seven, seven and, and five? five as a great as a good season. They'll look at it as a eh, meh. So season. six and six yeah. is then bad. Yeah, six yeah, and six is a bad. So. Disappointing. Six, with this team, with the returners at, at skill, you know, quarterback, okay. running back, six and six is a bad year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting that. excited about seven wins. Let's put it that way. I'm picking seven wins. Could be eight. Yeah. The LSU game, if they can find a way to steal that game, they could win nine. So we'll we'll see. You beat LSU. I'm going up a notch higher. That's exactly. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Okay, we'll take some phone calls when we come back. Scuba Steve, hold on. We've got to take this break. We'll talk about the uh, 2023 season for these SEC teams from Athlon Sports. Coming up later, Tom Murphy joins us. Stacked lineup today. Big show. You're in the zone. I'm climbing in. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. A couple of big pieces of injury news yesterday in the NFL. First, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the field Thursday during practice with an injury to his right calf. Zach Taylor told reporters Burrow was rolling to his right during drills when he pulled up short in what appeared to be a non-contact injury. He was later carted off the field. According to a source, an early assessment indicates that Burrow is now dealing with a calf strain, which is good news because it does not sound like he'll keep him out of any game time just yet. Also in the AFC, Jalen Ramsey of the Miami Dolphins will undergo surgery on his meniscus in his left knee and is expected to miss the start of the season. This, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the good news is Ramsey's ACL is fully intact. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Saracen's summertime sports car giveaways continue with a beautiful Mercedes-Benz Cabriolet. Play today and tomorrow at the Saracen Casino to win a Mercedes convertible from Mercedes-Benz of Little Rock. Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win a Mercedes convertible just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-FOXY-2-4700. Jack Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. 
to help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or jackalopecycling.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. It's just an acre for my friends down at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. And if you are in the market for a handgun and don't want to break the bank, then listen up. Max Prairie Wings has got you covered with the Stoger STR9 9mm automatic. The Stoger STR9 9mm is packed with features you'd expect in a pistol costing twice as much. With its integrated rail, internal safety, reversible magazine release, optimized slide serrations, three-dot sight system, and enhanced ergonomics, you can count on consistent performance every time. And the best part... The Stoger STR 9 9mm is available in 17-round, 15-round, and 13-round models for just $249 after a $50 mail-in rebate. That's right. You won't find a better review, better quality, or a better price. Check out the Stoger STR 9 9mm for just $249 after a $50 mail-in rebate at maxpw.com or in-store at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart, and that is just the tip of the iceberg of all the great deals they have. So go by and see my friends in Stuttgart, or go to their website, maxpw.com. If you want sports and entertainment, then you've come to the right place. You're in the zone with Justin Inquiry and Wes Moore, coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. More Christian Weaver, Pigskin Preacher. Pretty much open. We are open this hour, so we'll take some phone Someone calls. Someone should call right now and, <clears throat> yeah. and tell us something. We've got two on the line, so we'll do. We'll take some right. phone calls this segment. We'll look at uh, Asher Recker live fan feedback and also the unsponsored text line. And uh, so, what's your question again for okay. everyone out there? Here you go. Here's where I got it. Athlon Sports. And I like those guys. Stephen Lassen from Athlon Sports comes on the show a lot, and uh, I think they do a pretty good job of covering, a, a very good job of covering the SEC. Well, they've got a story out that says, what will make 2023 a good season for each SEC team? Uh, I'll, I'll just give you a couple answers. Uh, uh, Georgia, make the college football playoff. Alabama, win the college football playoff <laughs> national championship. LSU, make the college football playoff. Uh-huh. Tennessee, win the SEC East. I I think that's a, is that how high their standards are? Win the East a- after one good year. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, what if you go ten and two, but you lose to Georgia and you don't win the SEC East? I would. That's say still a good give, year to me. In the last twenty years in Knoxville, that would be a good year. Yes, Florida win eight regular season games. I think that would be a really good year for How Florida. How the mighty have fallen? Yes, they have. They ain't going to win eight games. South Carolina win nine games. They had good, a good year last good year. year. And, mm-hmm. Yep, Kentucky win eight games. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's got a great schedule, and they got a chance if they can take advantage of it. The kid that they got, didn't they get the North Carolina State quarterback to transfer in? Mm, I think that's right. I think he's going to be more efficient than Levis was. I think that they're going to be pretty good. Kentucky, this is from Athlon, should start off the season 4-0. Mm-hmm. They play Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, and Vanderbilt. Good grief. But things get tough as conference play really begins. They play Florida. Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, and then finish with Louisville. So they got I hear like Georgia, three tough games in there. So they yeah. got Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. Yes. Those are their losses. Yeah, those are three losses. Yeah, I right think they there. could win eight games. They could win eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, to have a good year, they says beat Mississippi State. That's kind what? of setting the ball yes. low. Yes. All right, here's it? what they say. Athlon writes, the Rebels have the hardest schedule in the nation, according to ESPN EPI. So if I'm an Ole Miss, Ole Miss fan, my expectations are low, but you have to beat Mississippi State, which it did not do last year. Mm-hmm. They have a shot at upsetting LSU, Alabama, and or Georgia. I guess everybody's got a well, shot, they got a right? Shot. They, got, they don't have much of a shot. Pulling but. off one of these upsets would be very thrilling experience for any Rebels fan. Mississippi State to have a good season, beat Ole Miss, and stay within striking distance in most games. Auburn to have a successful season, beat, beat Alabama. Alabama. That's it. You're right. Uh, Auburn to have a successful season, beat Alabama. That's, that's crazy that, to that's me. It. Texas A&M to have a successful season, win nine games. I don't see it. Arkansas to have a successful season, keep KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders healthy and pull off an upset or two. They don't give a number. They just say pull Wait, off an upset or two. Isn't that begging the question? You got to give them a number. All right, here's here's what they write about Arkansas. Arkansas actually has a fortunate schedule with cross-divisional games against Florida and Missouri. Agree. I I love that. Uh, But the Razorbacks have a chance to produce an early first-round pick in quarterback K.J. Jefferson and have an absolute stud at running back Rocket Sanders. Mm -hmm. Arkansas will probably win around seven games this year, but at least they can have fun doing it with those two in the backfield. I I could be wrong, and I hope I am. Does anybody think KJ's going to be an early first-round pick? No. I don't, I'm I not think trying that, to be I super think that, negative. I think that's but, wishful thinking. Yeah. He could. He'll get picked by somebody. I don't, think, oh, yeah, I don't, see, him go, I don't see him going in the first round. If, if he can show that he can make those medium throws accurately, mm-hmm. I think he's got a chance because of his body, his stature, his mobility, um, and then the long ball. We, we, he has great touch on the long ball. His, the knock on him has always been... Third and eight, crossing route, and he throws it in the ground or throws it behind him. How many, you'd say great touch on the long ball. I agree with that, but how many long balls do these guys in the NFL end up throwing? It's always the intermediate Mm -hmm. routes. It's always the third and eight. If you can't pick, Tom Brady made a Hall of Fame career out of third and eight and third and six. You've got to make those throws. To me, the problem with KJ, and I know his completion percentage is great and all that, but it always has been accuracy. Yeah, no, it has. And but he may complete but, the pass, but it's not where it should have been. And his completion percentage is, is awesome, and it's oh, one yeah, of the best in school history. And, and if you want to nitpick, you can point to that. But I think if you pay attention and watch some of these games, the throws that he misses are throws that can be completed and probably should, should be been. completed. Well, that's a very good point. Tiger Bait says he won't be drafted until the sixth round, if then. I think that's a bit negative. I think I could see somebody taking a flyer on him in the between the second and the fourth round. I could too. This because a, he could be a good. He's got the prototype body. He's big. He's strong. He's you know, everything. But you've got to hit. You got to make those reads and you got to hit those throws. This is a huge year for him. It, it, it's a big year for him. That's right. But if you've got a potential first round quarterback and a stud running back, you should win eight or nine games. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I'm reading this from Athlon. I'm like, they're about to say eight or nine games. But then again, you had a world class athlete in Matt Jones at quarterback. You had three NFL running backs, and Houston managed to go eight and five that year. I'm still scratching my head with four NFL athletes in the backfield how you lose five games. Sometimes it just doesn't line up the way you want it to. Got to be able to throw the ball, too. 
There you go. All right, let's take some phone calls. Scuba Steve starts us off today. Scuba Steve, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I know y'all moved on from the open. I just wanted to – I tried to call in earlier uh, to, to talk about it. What was a, a really cool stat I was watching on Saturday or Sunday um, was, you know, Harmon got off to that great start because he was one of the first groups out on Thursday and Friday. So he gets ahead of bad weather. Now, the weather wasn't real bad on Friday. The course was actually in excellent condition Friday. But he gets off to this good start because he doesn't have to fight all these high winds from the sun not being, you know, up above him and getting all his winds rolling or whatever. But so he gets off to this good start, and all of the, the you know, the, the who's who's, you know, all the, like, the top 30 or 40 golfers were, were in those feature groups. They go off later on Thursday and Friday and don't shoot as well. They end up at the bottom of the pack, the ones that did make the cut. And the crazy stat that I saw was the first four groups out on Saturday had like 280 top 10 uh, top 10 finishes in the last three or four years. Had like <laughs> I think one one of them said like 70 or 60 wins. All of the the, the great players were I think they're a little behind the ball a little bit because they they teed off so late on Thursday and Friday, causing their scores to be so low or high or whatever. Scoop Steve, I thought if you teed off early Friday or early Thursday, you teed off late Friday. It was balanced. Well, it, it is a little bit, but Harmon ends up getting uh, the, the 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 break there on Thursday and Friday, and she's And I'm not saying that's why this dude won. I mean, I think 15 out of 16 putts inside 15 feet, uh, and on his his greens and regulation and his fairways and regulation, that's what won it. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. You you you, you get both of those stats in, uh, you're, you're you're in a really good chance to win any tournament, but. Uh, I just thought that was crazy, you know, uh, that they had one of those, you know, they, they need content, so they're putting all these crazy stats up that how many of these great golfers were, you know, like, well, like I said, it was 270 or something like that, top top 20 finishes in the last four years. They were all the first four groups out. It was just hmm. wild. You talk about the weather then the Opens that way. The U.S. Open, that, that reminds me of 1992, the only major that Tom Kite ever won in his life. They were congratulating Colin Montgomery on winning it because he went out early and he shot a 70, which is not great. (laughs) The conditions were so bad, he leapfrogged 25 guys. They were congratulating him on winning it. Kite goes out and shoots even par and wins the tournament. They said that even par in those conditions was like shooting seven or eight under. Mm. So the opens are usually notorious. Yeah, a lot of times weather related. If you related. get wind, if you get rain, all that stuff, it could throw the the scores mm-hmm. completely into chaos. Yep. Yeah, you there's there's golf shots you will never hit in your life unless you play at the open. I mean, mm-hmm. hitting stingers 280 yards, you know, uh, like they had that. I forget the name of that driver, the mini the mini driver that uh, Fleetwood had. That is like just a, a really solid, uh, crazy shaped uh, driver. It's like between a driver and a three wood. Mm-hmm. He's hitting it. 300 off the deck. I mean, it's six feet off the ground all the way 300 yards. If memory serves me correctly, you know the little tiny at at Pebble? You know the tiny uh, par Mm -hmm. 3, 105 yards, something like that? That day was so bad, there were guys hitting six iron into it. (laughs) Six iron from 105 yards. So, yeah. Scuba Steve, thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Let's go to JW. JW, welcome into the zone. Hey, can I settle the class down for a minute? Settle it. Before I say anything, I don't want you to think I'm on the Navy Mike trail at all. But <laughs> let's just settle down a second. Well, now, now don't get all too right. negative on us, JW, because Navy Mike's up next. <laughs> so I don't know if I can handle oh, too man. much negativity. No, this is more of a question, Lonnie. Okay, every year except Chad Moore's, and it was quite questionable, for the last couple of years, we always talked up a team that we're going to win eight, nine games, and we barely squeak through. And my question is, what is so different about this year that got y'all hopped up thinking we're going to do something when we can't? I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying we can't, but every year we, we talk about all oh, the defense looks great, and then they get on the field and look like crap. <laughs> then we talk up, we talk about we we talk up KJ and Sanders like they're the whole team, like they're going to win the whole thing for us. What I've noticed over the last since football started, it is a team game. You got to, and that comes from coaching, running up tight ends in the middle of a play. I mean, it takes everything. 
So I hear a few key players getting talked about, but let's talk about the overall program. Why do you really think that we're going to win more than we should? Because I hope we do. I really do. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I really do. And I, I believe we have the places, the people in place to do it. But every year it's the same, almost the same outcome. And I just want to know your guys' thoughts instead of living on the emotion part right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a good quarterback. We got this. We got this. Got. I want to know about the stuff that meets about that four game stretch. Well, quarterback and quarterback and running back are really, really important positions, and, and Arkansas is excellent at those. If Jefferson has a really well, good I, year, if I he regresses, I, if he regresses, then yeah. all bets are off. Well, but, is there but, anything about KJ that makes you think he's going to regress? No, I, th- I think I think he's got a better, more stable offensive coordinator in Enos. I think he's going to be oh. better. I think offensively, Arkansas is going to be very good. I'm nervous. About, I'm nervous got, about receiver. And I'm scared to death about the defense because I'm with you on the defense. We always hear the defense is going to be better. Defense, I believe the defense is better when they're actually better. But I do some dog walking three or four days a week with Richard Davenport, and I usually pepper Richard with questions. Mm-hmm. I say, Richard, we keep because I, I said the same thing you just said. I said every year we hear the defense is better, the defense is better, and then the defense isn't better. I said. Why are or should we believe that? And he said, well, I talked to the coaches, and they like the transfers, they like the depth, and they think the defense is better this year than it's been since Pittman showed up. So so we'll see, but I'm, I'm not going crazy. I'm doing a Double Beast commercial a little bit later, give my preview. I'm picking them to go 7-5. and five. Or if they can steal a game that they have a propensity to blow, like A&M or Missouri or something, they go 8-4. and four. But I'm not going crazy and say, you know, you know. I think Justin Moore said, "Oh, we're ten games." I heard Basil say, "Son, there ain't ten wins on this schedule," <laughs> and, and that's Basil, you yeah. know. And Basil's usually a, a sunshine blower, so I'm with you. I think you know, seven or eight games, if if they are better than we think, and the defense can actually cover some people, you know, maybe nine. Here's what I would say, J.W., uh, defensively, uh, kind of along the same lines. We have no idea what the new coordinators, the new coaches over there, what they're going to implement, but the depth that they have on defense is better than they've had in a long time, and that's because of the transfer portal. Uh, so you're going to have some guys competing, which is going to make everybody better, but if somebody gets hurt, I think for the first time in a while, they've got some guys that can step in uh, on the defensive side. Offensively, if K.J. doesn't get hurt last year, I don't think they're a six-win team. I think they're an eight-win team, and it's a whole different conversation this year. Uh, K.J. was really he, – he had one bad play against A&M. We all remember that. K.J. was good, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback again this year. The difference is if he gets hurt, I don't think they're screwed. I like Jacoby Criswell, and I think he can come in and make them a more competitive team if K.J. is out. That's what gives me more hope. I am concerned about the two tackles. Left tackle, right tackle. I mean, those guys haven't played. How good are they going to be? We're talking about SEC tackles going against speed rushers. That that does concern me. Great guys, y'all have a good weekend. God bless. We got to take a break. We're getting up against it. Maybe Mike hold. If you hold on through the break, we'll take your call. It has uh, been a lot of fun talking a little football. I like this. I like talking and football and just kind of predictions and you know. Looking at that crystal ball. That's the lifeblood of this network. It is. Talking football. And we could all be wrong. You're about not Pro- Probably are. I might be right. Who knows? Let me tell you about Big O Tires. Right now, they've got a great deal. $100 off select set of tires. Great selection of tires. They've got all the name brand tires. They've got the Big O Tire. So swing on by Big O Tires to take advantage. $100 off select set of tires. And don't forget, Big O Tires does more than just tires. If you need brakes worked on, if you need alignments, Big O Tires does a lot of things besides just tires. Two locations. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider and Cabot. It's Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. Allow 
us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right, save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the Zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics, to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real, so I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. The Mega Millions jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $800 million. So, what would you do if you won? If I won a big jackpot, I would build a huge mansion next to Mount Magazine. If I won, I would travel, and I would travel, and I would travel some more. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot of more than $800 million. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Yeah, welcome back to the show. I was reading some of the uh, texts that we're getting. Great, great feedback from uh, all you guys <laughs> and ladies. If uh, let's see here, uh, if the O line is average or below, it won't matter who's in the backfield. They won't score enough. No, you're right. Uh, that, but do you think Pittman's going to allow that? I would be really surprised under Sam Pittman if the offensive line was bad. Was bad. I I think they'll be. I think they'll be decent. I don't know if they'll be great. So we'll see. We know they have two really good ones. Uh, but you need more B-L, than two. B L B L. Let's see. Yeah. Brady Latham and Bo Limmer. Bo Limmer. My son Those said two, that's a great place to start at center and guard. But, but but to put this in perspective, okay, two. My son told me today Michigan on their offensive line has got seven NFL prospects. Wow, seven. It's a great place to start. They're going to be good. Yeah. You know why Alabama's been good all these years? They got NFL players. Because they yeah. have NFL dudes on the offensive and defensive lines. You think about this. They've had some stiffs at quarterback. They've had Greg McElroy. They've had A.J. McCarron. They've had guys that weren't mm-hmm. really any good. The lines are so good, they make everyone mm-hmm. look good. So if Arkansas, I think that, that point yeah. is really good. If Arkansas's line is outstanding, they could have a nine-win season. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Navy Mike joins us now. Navy Mike, welcome to the show. 
Hey, what's up, Wes? And uh, Pigskin. Mike, what's happening? Um, you know, it honestly, it warms my heart to hear another, like, realistic hog fan. Because, you know, the, like, the, the, the sunshine pumpers and the excuse makers just run rampant, you know, around the state. So, you know, it, it really is refreshing to hear another guy that speaks, like, from a realistic point of view. Um, you know, and, and, and the things he was saying was, were fair. Mm-hmm. You know, but nobody wants to nobody wants to say you know talk like that. You know, you know, kind of like a guy I know. His name his name rhymes with mess. But um, <laughs> I just gave you and told you what worries me about the team. What, what do you? Just because I'm not doom and gloom, but I told you what is what's wrong with this team. Look, reality doesn't have to be doom. No, and gloom. no, no there you are. Yeah, there is a big difference between doom and gloom and reality. There's not right. no reason for doom and gloom right now. All you like to do is you like to set the bar low. That's what you've done your whole life. You set the bar low so that you can just step over the bar. Other people like to put the bar high so they can jump over it. Sometimes they fail to make that bar, but they still jumped a lot higher than you did because all you had to do was step over it. (laughs) Wow, Wes. Uh, Tell me how you really feel. Thanks for the call, Um, Navy Mike. Also on the text line. I could go on and on. I could not give oh, I could not give a dang. Thanks, Steve, about the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I think it's newsworthy when it's Colorado makes that move. Oh well, yeah, it is. I and mean, when USC and UCLA makes that move, that's well, huge. And I get we're not turning this into Big Ten talk, but the Big Ten East has got three national top ten teams in right. the division. So it does matter. Yeah. There is some relevance. I mean, and there were two teams in the playoff last year. They had year. two of the four teams in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I so. think if you like football, college football specifically, you'll watch Big Twelve and Big Ten games. Well, of course. Who cares the, if it's the, not the, the SEC. Big Twelve? Usually, is like watching video games. Right. Every the game's is 50, fun. fifty-two to forty-nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of scoring. So yeah. yeah. Uh, here's one from the five hundred one. If Dak Prescott can go in the fourth round, KJ can too. Yeah. Do you think KJ is a better quarterback than Dak in college? I don't. I don't know. No, no don't. probably. Don't forget not. Mississippi State with Dak was number they, one in the yeah. country. They, they came were the into first. Fayetteville and he passed them silly. If you remember, what that, was it like fifty-eight? He 55? was. He was amazing. Crazy. That was really the first game. I think people stepped up and said, "This guy's pretty good." And I that mean, was one of the first games where people really got on Bielema and was like, what are you doing? They did. You've been throwing the ball and scoring at will, and then all of a sudden late in the game you run it and settle for a field goal, and it's blocked and you lose the game. Well, welcome to Lloyd Carr 101. Yeah, I saw a lot of that over years. One more. Uh, coaches slash GMs in pro sports are all about potential. If they see potential, they'll pick whoever they want whenever they want, uh, i.e. Trey Lance with the 49ers. See, Christian yeah. and I have been having this argument for a long time. It's not really an argument because I think he's he's right, but I don't like the fact that this happens. And that is that the NBA generally drafts on potential. And I, I get that partially, but I'm like, this guy could be really good. Well, he hasn't been good to this point, but yeah, but he could be good. Well, but he's not good. They draft on tools. Yeah, but okay, if he wasn't any good in college, he's probably not going to be any good at the next level. Once in a while, somebody makes the jump, but usually they mm-hmm. don't. But now they're dipping into the you know the other leagues and high schools and this guy in a foreign country, and I, I understand that. It's just confusing when you see somebody that's been really, really productive but the next level see okay for instance my dad brought up last night we, we got ghosts yeah okay yeah hour number two is we'll coming hit, up we'll hit we, later. Can, yeah, we got yeah, plenty yeah. of time yeah, coming up yeah. stick around you're in the zone Let's talk about Mosquito Joe misting systems. Misting systems are perfect for properties that have extremely high mosquito activity, and you just can't seem to get them out of your way. It's like having a Mosquito Joe technician on your property 24-7. Great for homes with patios, pools, even horse barns and places like that. If you think a misting system might be right for you, give Mosquito